Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello and welcome fellow explorers. Thank you for diving in with us today. Our mission is to explore beyond comfort zones. What should we explore next? We would love to hear from you with a new challenge. Send us a message on the contact us section of our website, sirensoapbox.com. While you're there, check out our blog and sign up for an explore class with us on Eventbrite. Our first class is Explore Cooking with Siren Murr. Register now to grab your spot in July. Since sirens love water, it only makes sense that we dive into the art form of watercolors. According to bigcityart.com, watercolor is a tradition that spans the chronicles of history. Primitive man used pigments mixed with water to create cave paintings by applying the paint with fingers, sticks, and bones. Ancient Egyptians used water-based paints to decorate the walls of temples and tombs and create some of the first works on paper made of papyrus. But it was afar in Middle East that the first watercolor schools and predominant styles emerged in the modern sense. Paper played an important role in the development of watercolor. It was considered a luxury item in the early ages. Traditional watercolor paintings in the Western world were slow in evolving. With the production of higher quality papers in the late 18th century, the first national school of watercolorists emerged in Britain. This watercolor tradition began with topographical drawings. The earliest watercolor drawings produced in America were created for factual documentation of the new world. As early as the 1560s, European explorers carried this visual information back to the old world. During the 1940s, artistic experimentation became a major focus in New York art scenes, resulting in the development of abstract expressionism. Watercolor began to lose a certain amount of its popularity. And that leads us to today. With social media platforms like TikTok and YouTube, watercolor artists are making a comeback, especially with tutorials that are making this art form available to everyone. A few weeks ago, the Sirens took a watercolor class from the head of the boop troop, Kate, from TikTok. Let's find out what the Sirens learned. But first, if the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango. 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 First up on her soapbox is Murr. I've always considered myself a creative person. I've dabbled in cake decorating, acrylic paints, clay jewelry making. I made some handcrafted journals for a while. The list is pretty extensive. I really just love to create. I had not ever attempted watercolors until this challenge though. I think I'd always thought that painting with watercolors is what little kids do, not adult artists. And then LC started doing some amazing watercolor paintings and completely changed my mind about the medium. I love how colors blend and bleed into each other. I love the challenge of painting and sort of losing some control over where the colors go. Although Kate did teach us that we have better control over our colors by using more or less water in our paints. So watercolor painting can be difficult, but it's so worth the effort and the patience. And I'm really glad that we decided to take a water color painting class with Kate. 
During the lesson, I also learned about shading and the technique used to make objects look further away. We layered on some different corals for our project. Mine turned out so much better than I anticipated. I wish I could have gotten the hang of painting mermaid tails, but I guess I'll just have to keep working on it. And since the lesson, I've painted a lot. I have two watercolor notebooks, actually three, I forgot about one, and I intend to fill all three of them with my work. I find painting with watercolors to be relaxing and almost meditative. I seem to have a lot of those activities in my life these days, and for that, I'm pretty grateful. If you want to try watercolors for the first time, my advice is to get some watercolor paper, because paper matters. Then grab some watercolor paints and brushes and just put something on the paper. You should also check out Kate Talcott's website to get some helpful tips and some inspiration. Sara, how did you enjoy the watercolor challenge? Well, as you might remember from a previous episode, art is not something I'm comfortable with or particularly good at. So this was another challenging challenge for me. I wasn't sure how to start, so it was great to find so much help out there with tutorials and tips and videos. Before we did the Sirens Cove watercolor workshop with Kate, I spent some time watching a few tutorial videos to get a general idea of what to do when using watercolors. I really hadn't used them since art classes in high school or maybe even junior high, which, you know, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. <clears throat> the tutorials were fun to watch and made painting seem so easy. I really started to get kind of excited about it. So I ran out to Hobby Lobby, the store that always benefits from these challenges and bought a bunch of cool watercolors because, you know, I might need all the colors and brushes. I had ordered a couple of different sizes of paper already, so I was totally ready to go but then I had to paint. That was a little tougher. Getting ready was a whole lot more fun than sitting down and getting started. I did give it a whirl, but I was very discouraged with my initial attempt. So when I set it aside to let the first wash dry, it got really dry. Then we got together for the workshop. Even though I hadn't even touched the paint since the first attempt, I was looking forward to the workshop because I do want to enjoy being creative. I thought the way Kate presented the different techniques was very easy to follow, and I was ple pleasantly surprised by how I was able to create a painting that actually looked a little bit like I wanted it to, and that I like. There, of course, was quite a bit um, of trial and error in there, so it would be fun to see if I could do it again and improve a little bit. Since the workshop, I have done a little bit more painting. Um, I messed around a little bit with painting trees. You can see there if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and I even recreated a painting from another tutorial that we found online and on YouTube. I was pretty happy with how that turned out and I'm looking forward to doing another one. At some point, I may try something that I'm not copying, but I don't think I'm quite there yet. Jess, how much fun did you have? Well, I had more fun than I expected, but watercolors are hard, like really hard. <laughs> But during COVID, Elsie and I did a watercolor tutorial online in a park as a way to get together. And it was fun, but a lot trickier than I remembered from high school or junior high, or it might have even been before that. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. And when we were challenged to dive back into watercolors, I was super nervous. I'm not very good at painting unless it's a wall in my house. And even then I ask Ben to do all the taping because I get paint on the baseboards and the ceiling. But I've done a few wine and paint nights with acrylics and I have found that watercolors are a whole different ball game. 
they are super cool the way that they look and you can do some really neat effects with them that are tricky to control, but when they come out well, they're really neat. Doing the seascape class with Kate was so cool because she helped me practice the different techniques before we actually started. It's really hard, but I'm happy with how my painting turned out. When I tried to do a different online class following a video from Colby Bloom, I wasn't as happy with how it turned out. I think I just need some more hand-holding while I do it. But I'll probably try a different one now that I have the different techniques down. Maybe I'll find step-by-step -step tutorials that aren't an overview, or maybe I'll just try to get Kate to do some more hand-holding with me again. Elsie, do you think I can be an artist? Well, I think you already are an artist. In fact, I wrote this next part yesterday. I wholeheartedly believe anybody can be an artist. Like, I'm going to assume that Jess told you she's not an artist, but she really bloomed when she got into her <laughs> rock art. Her designs are really cool. It's just a matter of never giving up. Keep trying different mediums and different styles and techniques until one clicks and or you find one that you are just super excited about. Like, I fall asleep thinking about painting watercolors. Also, it's a matter of practice, practice, practice. I've always had an affinity for art and through high school and college, I really clicked with pottery, drawing and acrylics. And I had never thought too much about watercolor. I would instantly come to mind or what would instantly come to mind would be those little white plastic Crayola trays. And I didn't really know anybody did it professionally. I had bought a couple let's make art kits on a whim because I think I saw it on Facebook or something. And they sat in my drawers for years. Then comes in the shutdowns. And I was so bored that summer. I got into resin art and eventually broke out those Let's Make Art kits taught by Sarah Cray. Those were great for laying down the foundation for me, but it didn't quite click until December, 2021, when I took a Shauna Russell pet portrait class. The bright rainbow colors and the fun splatters everywhere. Oh man, I was hooked and I've been painting pets ever since. I was pretty excited when we took Kate's class, but I admit that even though I built a pretty decent watercolor portfolio, I was way out of my comfort zone on this one. The colors were more pastel than I'm used to, and the design was as your heart saw fit, and my heart was missing my sketch outline that I usually give myself, which just kind of sounds like complaining, but I loved it. I want to explore all the different styles and techniques because that's how we learn and grow. Besides, the class was so much fun. Kate's enthusiasm is contagious and she has a ton of great information to share. It was the perfect fit for newbies and experienced watercolor artists alike. Thankfully, Kate gave us a packet to review and I tried my hand at the project again. This gave me the perfect excuse to break out my art of soil paints. They're a little bit more muted than I'm used to and I sketched out where I wanted things to go beforehand. It's still a work in progress, but I'm happier with how it's turning out. Like I said in the beginning, it's all about never giving up and keep practicing. TC, do you have much experience with watercolors? Well, before this, I didn't have much experience with watercolors at all. I think mostly because I've never been all that comfortable just letting the water take the colors. I've always felt the need to be able to get more details and have sharp lines. Some people call this being in control, but I try to stay away from that word because I'm in denial that I ever have that need. So I've been a colored pencil kind of girl. And that's what made this a little uncomfortable for me before I started. But once I got started, it was a lot of fun to just let go and play. 
It was a nice little exercise for me to let the water take the paint, not controlling each line and detail and shade like you can with pencils, letting go a little, forgetting the details and having fun with the colors was liberating and I completely enjoyed it. Taking the class and learning some methods and strategies was super helpful. There is much more to watercolor painting than just brushing some colored water across the page. Knowing some strategies to achieve the look you want adds a lot to the activity. I found it to be extremely relaxing. I loved doing something that really pushed me to let go of the details and the need to control each line and placement of color. I loved adding layers of paint and playing with the amount of water to see how it would look. One of the most satisfying parts for me is taking the tape off at the end and seeing the nice crisp line all the way around. But even this is not foolproof. The paint and the water have a way of going where they wanna go. Learning to appreciate the finished product for exactly what it is and not what I wanted it to be is the best lesson I learned from water painting. A good life lesson, don't you think? Speaking of learning lessons, the Sirens started this exploration with a lesson in watercolor painting from Kate Talcott. It felt like a group of girlfriends hanging out and chatting while we painted. We asked questions, laughed, told stories, and learned all at the same time, in between the really quiet spells while we were all concentrating on our mermaid tales and coral. Kate Talcott was a teacher and librarian before becoming a watercolor artist. She describes herself as a raging extrovert who lives for the rush of giving and celebrating all of her favorite people. She is also the owner of Kate Talcott Artistry, a small operation selling greeting cards, stickers, watercolor prints and portraits, invitations, and, and event signage. She also hosts watercolor workshops. Kate facilitates others' growth in small businesses through BizBuds, a peer-driven community for creative entrepreneurs. Sirens, Let's welcome our watercolor teacher, Kate Talcott, to this episode of Siren Soapbox. Hey, welcome, welcome to the show, Kate. Hi, thank you guys. I'm so, so excited to be here. <laughs> so Kate, we're curious about that moment that you decided to leave the familiar world of education and start your own small business as an artist. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So I was, um, when I was teaching, I had it in my mind that when, um, my kids were, when I was going to have kids, I was going to be a stay at home mom. I was going to be doing all the crafts and all the things. And I was super excited about it. But as I was doing that, so I, I left the school thinking that that was what I was going to do. And so when my daughter was about nine months was when I really started getting like okay, I'm going to do more of this watercolor because it was an opportunity. I think what I didn't realize is that I was actually struggling quite a bit with postpartum depression and anxiety. And only after I kind of got through it, I realized what was happening. Um, but it was something that was so great for me to focus on and give myself some peace of mind and some space to do something that was entirely for me. And I found it so relaxing and so like, I don't know, in the zone. Um, and it was also very easy to clean up and leave if a baby started crying. Um, so it was kind of the perfect way to get my creative juices flowing and find something that was 
for me to do. And it just snowballed. And honestly, I can't, I think I'm going to let my teaching license lapse. It's coming up soon and I'm really nervous about it, but I'm going to do it. I'm just, I'm not going to go back to the classroom. Wow. That's a big decision. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, uh, I learned how to sew as a result of postpartum depression. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a time where I think if you had kids, you, it's such a nice thing to have something that's entirely your own, uh, that doesn't involve snot. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I did a lot of sketching postpartum. I think we just need something that is for us that just gets us in that meditative kind of zone. Absolutely. Because otherwise it's just craziness. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it, um, it just started snowballing and then it became like more and more time. And I was like, okay, I, I think I'm going to start doing this time. And it just, I don't know, it, here we are. And we've got a nanny now, and this is both my husband and my full-time gig. So it's been a pretty exciting couple of years. <laughs> wow. So has your medium always been watercolors or is this something that you just sort of, is this just a path you took? How'd that happen? Yeah. Um, so I've always been really creative. I did a lot of like oil paint. I guess I kind of dabbled a little bit in some oil painting in high school, a lot of scrapbooking, a lot of making iMovies back when that was, you know, all the rage. Um, and I think I took one art class in college, but nothing, you know, just intro to art, whatever, to get my credit. Um, but it's always been something that I've just kind of dabbled with and I hadn't really done watercolor, um, until I took the watercolor summit, um, I think it's just, yeah, the watercolor summit. Um, and they have a lot of art classes with some really, um, prolific teachers and educators, um, who teach watercolor and all these different techniques and styles. And it really just lit a fire in me. Um, yeah. And then I just started painting more and more and more. (laughs) What's your favorite thing to paint? Ooh, um, flowers, I think. Um, for sure. Yeah. I really like painting flowers. I do not like painting fluffy dogs. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at your website today and you're, you have some greeting cards with some beautiful flowers on them. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just so intricate and they're, I don't know. They're just always exciting. <laughs> Where's that next petal going to be? <laughs> yeah. I like them a lot. <laughs> But you do have pictures of dogs on your website also. I do. I decided that I was going to stop doing commissions recently to make more time for original pieces, which I'm really excited about because watercolor is something for me to really feel happy and like my own self. And so when I'm painting for somebody else, um, it just doesn't quite have that release. Um, so obviously the original works are for somebody else, but I can go with my creative artistic direction, which, um, feels like a really good change. <laughs> are you, do you stress yourself out when you do a pet portrait? Oh yeah. I usually paint them three times. <laughs> wow. And it's I, just not, it's not feasible financially for me. <laughs> I spend easily three times the amount of time on a pet portrait than I do on like, I did that manatee back there in the toad, which I think is like, but you know, it's so easy to do a generic animal as opposed to somebody's like, 
baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I have just like a random raccoon or a little fox, no biggie. But as soon as it has a little name and a little personality, forget it. It's too stressful. <laughs> but you nailed mine. See? Wait, which, which one did I pay of yours? Oh, no. Elsie did mine as a birthday present. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool. Oh. <laughs> you know what oh, I loved I about to get more <laughs> so we did a class with Kate and we learned how to do a um a coral picture coral like a reef in the ocean with mermaid tails and um one of the things that I loved about that is that the next time I went diving I was looking at the fan coral I'm like all right so if I was gonna paint this again and I was I was paying attention to so many more details the next time that I went diving than I was prior to that. That was really a cool kind of side effect of painting it. I I wanted to know every detail of what those coral, the fan corals look like. That makes me so happy. I totally, that that's how I've gotten more into gardening is I have loved painting these flowers, but you could pretty much call me like a brown thumb or whatever. Like I'm not really a gardener <laughs> but as I've been painting these flowers more and more I'm asking my mother-in-law who's an incredible gardener I'm like oh what about this one or what about this one or do you think this will be good in our climate or whatever and it's just so fun to unlock this new interest through painting so that's, that's really yeah, cool. I mean I've always been interested and I've you know I'm a diver it's part of the reason I moved to where I live right now but because I had tried to paint it. And when I was picturing it, as I was painting it, I couldn't picture the details. So the next time I went diving, I really paid attention. Ooh. So we could hold those up for the, um, the YouTube. Oh, well, YouTube. problem. I left you, mine at home. If you oh, have it, hold it up. This is what I painted though afterwards. Oh, Wait. so pretty. You see the evolution of because this what was this the dancing coral? <laughs> the dance. Yeah. What was yeah. it? What, what what did you call it? The evolution when I was like, what the hell? How the hell do I do that? I have no idea what I'm doing. And then you you gave us a different way to do it, and I was like, oh, you yeah. got really good at it. Oh, yeah, wow. man. I only yeah, did two of them because I did not <laughs> do a good job on those. What was hard for me was like showing depth through making the colors lighter. I just wanted color. So like mine doesn't have a lot of depth because it's all boom. It's out there. I had a hard time with that. It's a cool I thing like your about practicing. I, I practiced with that. Look, see? Oh, wow, that looks amazing. good. They're good trees. It's really good, Sarah. I had so much fun with that. That was I, when I was watching the Formula One race and there was a really, really long... Um, red flag and um they couldn't race for a long time so i i got really <laughs> bored so i did this but now Sarah, see- hold your picture up so we can see the whole picture like pull it back a little bit yeah Ooh, that's really good so, see i got really irritated because my shading wasn't just really uniform and i was i thought well that's that's not really how the sky looks when it's really blended nicely and then you saw the picture i sent you guys of my the sky out there tonight and oh yeah that wasn't really very well blended was it so mm-hmm. i have to quit trying to make everything perfect right i think exactly. it looks pretty darn good i have i realize 
That's, that's like Sarah's life lesson is mm-hmm. to yes. stop trying to make everything perfect. Yeah. I, I feel like we go over that. Um, what about once every Monday night? Like every, <laughs> Monday night. every week. Oh, my so true. I think that's something for me with watercolor is that I feel like it's really helped me on my journey to not be such a perfectionist as well. Super type A and dealing with postpartum anxiety and all, all of that can be really overwhelming. And so to just let go and let the paint do its thing is, I think it can be incredibly therapeutic. So who knows, maybe a little more watercolor in our futures. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's funny because on my way to work this morning, they were talking about um, self-care and like the different types and of course, like there's indulgent self-care, like going shopping or getting a really good meal or getting a pedicure or something like that. And then there's creative self-care. And they specifically started talking about creative self-care. And one of the DJs was talking about how she um, likes to do art and stuff like that. And she actually did like an online tutorial. And I was just like, this is crazy. This is what we're about to talk about tonight. So, and how it relates to self-care and just, you know, Kate, you were talking about how that's really how you got into it. Absolutely. Hmm. All connected. <laughs> uh, Kate, how did you find your style? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> Speaking of being able to give up control, <laughs> um, I feel like my style is much more <laughs> controlled, um, but it's a nice challenge to be able to kind of see how the paint is flowing. And um, so my, my style, I guess, is a lot more detailed like I've tried really hard to do the loose florals and be like yeah I'm so chill (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not (laughs) and I just need to lean into it like I've tried doing the line drawing outlining but what I like is really big bold flowers so you can really get into the details because I don't like to leave the details out and so doing it big I feel like allows me to capture the full glory of these flowers um or whatever I'm painting so I find my scale of everything creeping larger and larger. Um, I just ordered a ton of like really big watercolor paper. So I'm excited (laughs) to see how that goes. (laughs) Yeah, I like smaller. We did artist trading cards and I chose watercolor for the artist trading cards and I did ocean scenes. So for my second painting for this episode, I did an ocean scene and it wasn't big, you know, I mean, it's, it's relatively small, but it's not baseball card size small. And I, I like smaller. Hmm. I think it's just whichever one you prefer. Are you going to show it to us, Tracy? Yeah. Here's mine. I have two sizes of notebooks. Oh, look at that. That's awesome. Beautiful. It's really, really good. It's really bright. You can't. Yeah. So there's my there's my ocean scene. Look at the light on the, on the water. I know that's, that's so cool. beautiful. You got nice like job. highlights and depth. It's good. It's got a lot of layers, but so <laughs> here are the imperfections. First of all, when I took the tape off around the edges, you mm. see that? Yeah. And here the paper came off oh. and, and mm. also here the paper came off. I taped the horizon. So even though I said I love watercolor because it helps me get away from the details, I have an issue with horizon lines. And if I see a, a photo, a, like an ocean scene, and the horizon line is crooked, I'm like, oh, that makes me crazy. Just straighten your horizon. Why? 
why are you showing me this picture of a crooked horizon? It makes me crazy. So I literally taped off my horizon so that I could get it nice and straight. And you'll notice if you ever see pictures, if I post pictures of the ocean, the horizon is going to be straight. That's so funny. It cracks me up. That's why, that's why, that's why our, our camera puts that zero in there. Right. Yep. And even if it doesn't, I'll turn the picture after it and save it. Like I, I won't post a crooked horizon. God, no. Can't have a crooked horizon (laughs) on your account. My paper came off too. Yeah. Ah, So here, here's a pro tip. When you're pulling the tape off, instead of pulling it up, you're going to want to pull it kind of at a 45 degree angle. Mm. And also maybe put the paint on before you put that layer of water on. I mean, I'm sorry, put the tape on before. Definitely do that. (laughs) (laughs) I only use. Is that what you did? Yeah. I I made it all wet and then I put the tape on. So yeah, it's uh, you know, (laughs) I only use tape one time and that was during the class with Kate. Uh, this is my B. Aw, nice. Oh, he's cute. Cute. painted a lot. Every time we had a meeting or an episode yeah. or anything, we're having a, we're literally having a meeting. And here's Mer. She's got a. She's like this. We're like, what are we? What do you? What are you doing there, Mer? I'm. I'm painting. Like you can hear. We were learning her brush. You could hear that the whole time. We're like, you're painting, aren't you? We're learning how to be stand-up comics, and here she is, like, ding, 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 ding. Literally, (laughs) we're meeting with a comedian who's telling us how to be stand-up comics. Comics in the background, we hear. Oh, she's. (laughs) Hey, you got her addicted. Yeah. Look, this. I just drew an octopus while we were talking tonight. Can you see it? Oh, I love it. Nice. I can't relate. There it is. Kate has an octopus oh, on her is. website. It says, oh, my oh. tentacle. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, you need that. She, <laughs> she has some funny cards. She has greeting cards that are a little on the edge oh, risque. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> hey there, big guy. Yeah, I know. I know. Guilty. <laughs> that's How hilarious. How do you come up with those? Um. I, I am always like, I've always loved wordplay. Wordplay has been just, I don't know. It just makes me happy. Very excited. <laughs> Naturally <laughs> funny. Um, and so I feel like I'm always looking for opportunities for good cards. Um, I did as a kind of goal to help expand my arsenal of paintings and just practice my skills. I decided to do an ABC challenge um, last last spring, maybe, I don't even know. What is time? I have no idea. At some spring. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I did ABC cards. Um, so I did uh, vegetables, different market vegetables. And then I was like, well, I don't want to just use these for ABC cards. So I was like, okay, how can I make this into a fun card pun? Um, and vegetables are ripe with puns. Yes, they are. Nice. <laughs> Eggplants, peaches. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The peaches say nice, nice buns, I think, or something like that. Or I can't remember. Oh gosh, now I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe so hey, good luck in or something. <laughs> so cute. 
You got a little something for the kids and then a little something for yeah. the adults. So some humor. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Behind the so, metaphorical greeting card curtain. <laughs> so then does the art always come before the pun? Usually the pun would come before the art. Like I have one about, I just, I don't know why, but I really wanted to paint raccoons. And I was like, what about my raccoonescence says that it's your birthday. <laughs> it's like probably a reach of a pun, but it's, it's one of our better sellers on Etsy. So um, I mostly just wanted to paint a little raccoon in a, in a little jaunty Sherlock Holmes hat. <laughs> but yeah, I make sure I have the pun before the painting most of the time. Do you have any advice for someone that feels like they're just in a artist rut? Yeah, I think a lot of times um, folks who are doing art are feeling like, well, I just got to get in there. I got to, you know, crush it. Like just, I need to, I need to turn this out, especially with social media, the feeling like you have to perform or have something new to post every day. And that's just not the reality of a workflow or a creative flow. So for me, when I'm feeling in a rut, I don't try to push it. I try to like really listen to my body intuitively. And when I'm feeling, there are definitely days when I'm feeling more creative and days where I'm not feeling creative at all. And those are the days that I write my emails and my blog posts and things like that. So, um, oftentimes I'll go out in nature. I love doing walking around our neighborhood. Everybody has such beautiful yards. So that's always inspiring. Um, sometimes I'll just troll on Pinterest (laughs) just to see different things, not even looking up watercolor, just looking at different images or even Instagram. I find TikTok is actually like incredibly inspiring. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'll see something and not to copy it, but it will give me an idea of how I can make it my own. Um, so it's also a huge time waster, but, <laughs> but I love it. Um, but yeah, I think just kind of getting getting out of the idea that you need to churn it out and give yourself the space to be inspired would be my advice. <laughs> How do you stay inspired for TikTok? Like you've got you're so funny and just <laughs> a delight to watch on TikTok. Like, and I love the series where you're reviewing different types of watercolors and the papers. So how do you, like, how do you come up with all that? Oh my gosh. I, so I know a lot of people struggle to come up with content. I would say I have too many ideas for content and I, I just think my lucky stars that I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm like, Oh, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. It's more of a matter of focusing what makes the most sense for my business. What makes the most sense logistically like the ones I take the most time on are usually the ones that are like 300 views or whatever (laughs) so um it's trying to make sure that I'm directing things to actually making some revenue (laughs) which is helpful Um, I feel like LC's that way too I gotta say I mean there are times we we meet every Wednesday we call a creative team meeting and there are times I'm afraid to open the agenda and like this last time I opened the agenda, she's like, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this and call me crazy, but think about this. And I'm just like, oh my God, let's, let's just finish our book. 
Well, when spirit. we're done, I want to, we're going to release a song on Apple. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that was the last thing that was on there. She's like, let's look, write a look song. At, and I'm look like, at Jess and Sarah. <laughs> I know. So, so I'm ready for it. Really I'm going to listen to it on repeat. I'm ready. I'll sing <laughs> it. That, that challenge is on the calendar, my friends. Get to, ready. <laughs> to write a song. Yes. I'll sing it. Sarah, um, we have something going on that night, right? Oops. Yeah, I can't remember Sorry. what it is, but um, yeah. Sarah and I are actually going to be um, yeah, somewhere exactly. with no signal. Sorry, right. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for here to all of eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember how I was going to get dead for the, the, the comedy show? I'm going to be even deader for that one. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be burying her body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Man, this got dark fast. Got really dark. Wow. So I want to hear more about BizBuds, though, because I was looking at all the tier levels and I'm like, I need to subscribe to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I have I thought bad, about it too, actually. I have good and bad news. So <laughs> I am actually discontinuing BizBuds because I've had a lot of other opportunities that are more about the painting education come up. And that is it's hard to, one thing I struggle with as a creative, I think is to find which path I want to take and focusing in, um, and like not choosing acrylics and watercolor and this, you know? Um, so I've actually decided to discontinue BizBud so that I can focus in on the watercolor education. Um, but I still have all those resources, so I'm going to make them available for folks soon. Um, cause I may as well, you might, y'all may as well get, get used to them, but um, yeah, it was, it was bummer, but I think there's also no shame in saying, you know what, this is not serving me right now and it's okay to try something and not be good at, or, you know, not have it work for your situation, but it was really nice to meet all the, all the folks who had signed up and they were really, um, we're going to have like a little group chat that we stay in touch with. So that'll be good. Yeah. We do that a lot where we, we try a bunch of different things just to see what sticks and what direction it takes you in. And it all leads to something else. So, I mean, you put yourself out there. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard. I love helping people. I love talking to people and sharing information. And I wish that I had all the time in the world so that I could do that, but alas, I do not. So (laughs) (laughs) I can choose, (laughs) but yeah. So that's this. That's <laughs> womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> womp womp. All right, all right. Let's let's do something positive. Where Boop Troop come from? Oh well, <laughs> I just got so many people like commenting like boop on my videos, and because I'd be like boop at the end, or like if I'm putting paint on, it's like boop 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 boop, boop. and people just thought it was really funny, and <laughs> I don't know. I was like, all right, well. The boop troop. Come on, boop troop. Let's do it. But it's funny because the auto captions always say boob troop or <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> so I always try to edit. Oh, oh, no. so funny. <laughs> I mean, it could be that too. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's been really fun to um really dig into that education side, although I'm happy to not be in a public school classroom. Um, I do really miss teaching and educating. And um, I think something that was really hard 
being in public education is there are a lot of restrictions because it's a big organization. It's a big operation and you got to pass things up with, you know, make sure it's approved and all that. So it's been really nice to kind of take hold of this education side of things and do it how I want to and focus on the things that I think are important to share. Um, it's been, it's been really exciting. So look forward to more courses coming up soon. Exciting. Big thing on our agenda. So nice. So what did, what did you teach in public education? Yeah. So I was an English teacher for middle schoolers. And then I, I broke my ankle. I was living in New York and teaching and I broke my ankle and I moved back to Ohio to where my mom lives. Cause I was just like, it was a really bad break and I couldn't walk up my third floor apartment. Um, and so as I was looking for jobs, I kind of missed the beginning of the school year. Cause I was like, you know, reclining. Um, <laughs> and so I got a job at the public library, um, in my area and I loved it. I was working in the children's section. It was my jam. It was so much fun to do some programs and things like that. It was a blast. And so I started looking at um, library programs and that's what brought me out here to Washington. Um, I went to UW for University of Washington for my library degree. Um, And then I was teaching in a middle school library, which was a lot of fun. I loved working with the sixth graders and, or I guess six, six, seventh, eighth graders, but I especially love sixth graders. Um, and collaborating with the teachers, it felt like a much, a much better role for me in, in a school. I liked it a lot, but mm. I don't miss uh, the grownups. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hear you. I hear you. Whoops. <laughs> I just, I just left. So I've been in public education and then more recently um, a private school. And I just made the decision to leave as well. And it's, it's not the kids. I don't know anyone who leaves because of the kids. Mm-mm. It's hard. And I have so much respect for folks who are still in the classroom, still doing it because I know that I do not have it in me. And so um, props to them. So I'm curious what part of Ohio, because all of us, no matter where we are in the world, we're all over the world now, but everyone here has spent time in Ohio. Yeah. So I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, Upper Arlington, it's right by Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati. Yeah, we're yeah. most of us live in the since have lived in the Cincinnati area. Nice. I lived there briefly when I was very young, so I don't really remember much. <laughs> I just you, moved to Loveland, home of the huh? Frogman. Which I, nice. you're in Washington now, right? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh well, you don't know what Frogman is? I don't no. either. I don't He's either. a crypt. He's a cryptid, like the Mothman. I know you Mothman. Have <laughs> Mothman is from. Um, He's from Ohio. Movies. No, He's not from Godzilla movies. That's Mothra. 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 That's right. That's... <laughs> Who's Mothman? Oh. He's a cryptid. Yeah. So there's a movie. What's that movie about Mothman? Is it just Mothman? The Mothman prophecy with um, uh, Richard, Richard Gear. Yeah, that's that a good scary. movie. It I was like, like it's some sort of crossover thing. episode we're doing here. Well, oh, wow. I was going to ask about Bigfoot because Bigfoot's like huge oh, in Washington. Yes, Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> have you seen him? Alas, I have not. But no. my 
<laughs> my daughter loves wearing the Sasquatch paraphernalia. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. So I'll be flying to Seattle in nine days. Wow. What you doing exciting. here? We're flying to Seattle and we're driving down to San Diego. We're doing the Pacific Coast Highway, like a nine day. Lovely. Yeah. I'm oh, excited. Nice. It's a lovely time of year to come. I've never been in Seattle, so. Oh, it's very cool. You should, I don't know, do all the things, but definitely go to the market and. We're staying uh, right at the market. That's yeah. So we're excited to check that out. Yeah. Tons of good food. Definitely get some seafood. (laughs) Oh, and Tracy won't eat sea creatures. No, but Dino will. He'll eat the sea creatures and. I'll think creatively at seafood restaurants and eat <laughs> non-sea creature food items. Well, then don't get, don't get the seafood. <laughs> <laughs> think about painting them. You'll think about how to creatively yes. paint them. Yes. yes. So what <laughs> is next on the horizon for Kate? Yeah, great question. Um, you're hearing it first. We are actually working on a rebrand which I'm very excited about. I'm not going to like spoil too much, but expect big changes coming around the corner. Um, and mainly it's to, um, it's to focus a lot more on the education portion and, um, and the art. Um, so while I'll still be making sassy greeting cards, um, I'm really excited about bolstering our education piece. So Nice. That's awesome. yeah. You're definitely good at that. So yes. Thank definitely. you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I think we all really enjoyed your class. It was you were yeah, you're good at it. You're a good teacher. Oh, I love look at those layers. Yeah. <laughs> some awesome yeah. layering, Sara. Nice mm-hmm. job. The one so, thing I do feel like I need to work on when I'm teaching though is I'm always like, let's chat, let's chat, tell me all about it. And everybody's like. I'm focusing. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, like we were super quiet. We're usually you not very that quiet. quiet. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you deal with that? It's, it's one of my <laughs> struggles. I'm like, so, and I think in person, it's a lot different, right? Cause I can be like, oh, look at this, you know, but when I can't see what you all are doing, that's, that is one thing that I struggle with, with the virtual stuff. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think for you all to be able to see what I'm doing top down is probably more helpful than an in-person class. So you did that really nice. Like I loved the way you had, so we had a screen with your face and a screen with what you were painting. Like you handled the virtual art class really, really well. Thank you. Yeah. That was strong work. Strong work. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you got to get your lighting set up and everything, but a couple times and so got my good setup <laughs> and you were also really good at figuring out when we were ready to move on because we're all yeah you know you're ready to move on to the next step we're like Ert! and so you would just stop and kind of chat about something <laughs> while we're all trying to <laughs> you're like, stop talking stuff. loud lady <laughs> no it was good it was good it, it really felt um very casual and girlfriends hanging out painting it was really fun well it, it helps a great that time. you guys are so much fun <laughs> it was a blast <laughs> to 
Yeah, I'm really trying that. to work the uh, winery circuit here. Like coming after we are done with this whole COVID party, uh, <laughs> my whole family is done with it, but um, I'm super psyched. I'm going to start like sneaking in on the wineries and being like, Hey, do you want to nice. teach? <laughs> do you want somebody to teach you watercolor? I think they're going to say yes. Heck yeah, I, they do are. Too. I think they're going to yeah. say yes. So I'm manifesting. Manifesting. Well, if you need references, just let us know. We will gladly give you good references. Thank you so much. Absolutely. (laughs) This is so fun. (laughs) You guys are a blast to teach. So eager. (laughs) Well, we want to leave our listeners with a challenge tonight. And that is to create a watercolor painting and share it with us by using the hashtag Siren Soapbox and all the social medias. And let us know if painting with watercolors is out of your comfort zone or if it's right up your alley. Kate, thank you so much for sharing your time and talent with us. Want to tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at katetalkettartistry.com and we have, um, that's where the shop is. And I have a bunch of blogs about watercolor and watercolor techniques. I am on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok is my new fave thing. Um, all at Kate Talk and Artistry. And um, I'm also on Etsy. Awesome. Same thing, Kate Talk and Artistry. <laughs> well, and of course, we'll post all of those links at our website to so make it easy for everyone to find. Sirens, you are all so talented. Thank you for sharing your creations with us tonight. And thank you, fellow explorers, for listening to this episode. You can check out our blog to see the paintings we made. You'll find us over at www.sirensoapbox.com. And from there, you can find links to our YouTube channel and our shop where you can snag some sweet Siren Soapbox merch. I do have a watercolor on its way as we speak with the Tails logo on it. And I'm pretty excited to get my hands on that one. So make sure you hit like, like and subscribe wherever you're listening right now. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Okay, did it too. That's, I awesome. know. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.